This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Education Matters. I'm Katie Olmsted, part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association, which represents about 120,000 K-12 teachers, education support professionals, and higher ed faculty members in the state. By law, each of those educators should now have a voice in how a massive package of federal emergency aid should be spent in Ohio schools. Of course, we're talking about the American Rescue Plan, ARP, a nearly $2 trillion COVID relief package passed by Congress earlier this year, which included $122 billion for pre-K through 12 schools in the country. About $4.5 billion of that ARP money is coming here to Ohio. It's a huge opportunity to finally deliver on the promise of a world-class education for all of Ohio's kids if the Ohio Senate passes the Fair School Funding Plan with this state budget. OEA's Director of Government Relations, Communications, and Marketing, Stephen Dyer, is following all of this closely and joins us now. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. What does $4.5 billion really mean for Ohio schools? It means a lot of money and a lot of opportunity for kids. Just to give an idea of the scale of $4.5 billion, it is a little more than half of what the state spends every year on K-12 education through the quote-unquote formula. So it is a lot of money. It's meant to be spent over the next uh, couple of years. It has to be spent by uh, September 30th of 2023. So, you know, we've got some time, but we've also got a lot of money here that can really make a difference in kids' lives, and that should be really exciting to uh, everybody who cares about public education. It's a lot of money, but there are also a lot of decisions to be made about how to spend that money. And it is so important that educators have a voice in this. In fact, that's part of the law. Can you explain that? In the American Rescue Plan, the federal government requires that districts and uh, states consult with educators and their unions. That is actual language in the law. Uh, So they're required to speak with the folks on the ground who are dealing with these issues every day. So what we're urging our members to do is for the first time, you're going to actually be able to engage communities in a meaningful discussion about what they want for their schools and their kids. And they're going to be able to deliver on it because the money will be there to do that. Uh, so it's a really exciting time. And it's, and it's essential that our educators Uh, exercise their voices at the state and local levels to make sure that this money gets spent in the best way possible to ensure the ultimate success for our students. And who better than teachers and educators to uh, understand the needs of students since they uh, have them in class for seven hours a day. So again, we're urging our members to engage their communities, engage their districts, engage their school boards, Uh, to ensure that this money gets spent wisely, effectively, and best for our students. And the American Rescue Plan law lays out the ways this money can be spent. What are some of the things that districts could see from this? Well, again, it's an exciting time because there are 16 different ways that the feds lay out in which this can be utilized. Uh, And they're generally in about four or five different buckets. The first bucket is personnel. So Uh, maintaining current staffing levels at a minimum, 
and growing uh, staffing levels to meet the needs of students, especially in the wake of what's happening in, you know, with COVID. Uh, so that's the first bucket. The second bucket is investing in communities. So, you know, wraparound services, uh, mental health services, um, additional, uh, you know, healthcare services at buildings, those kinds of things are also things that can be covered by uh, the American Rescue Plan. The other is investing in buildings. Uh, so making sure that buildings are safe, clean, healthy, you know, HVAC, those kinds of things. And then finally, um, investing in technology. So, you know, one of the things that the uh, pandemic has laid bare is just the disparity between technology infrastructure in communities that are traditionally challenged versus communities that aren't. So making sure that uh, students have laptops, iPads, whatever, and access to broadband internet uh, is also a way that the uh, money can be spent. And again, the, we're not saying that every district should be spent the same. What we're saying is every community should gather and discuss about how uh, best to serve the needs of their students uh, with these additional federal dollars that can be then invested in these, uh, these areas that we know positively affect student success. Uh, but the exciting thing is even after the American Rescue Plan is done spending money, we're going to have, have a solution in Ohio to maintain those investments and even grow them in many districts. So uh, that's a really exciting time because of this uh, move to go to the fair school funding plan. I'm so glad you brought it up. Perfect segue. What is the fair school funding plan and where does that stand right now? The fair school funding plan is the first opportunity in over a decade to get school funding right in Ohio. As, as many of our listeners know, and, and any listener who's been listening to uh, your podcast has learned. Um, the way we fund schools has been found unconstitutional four different times. And it was found unconstitutional for, um, for two principal reasons. One, we don't really have a system of determining how students receive money from the state. Uh, we, the state says, well, you know, we've got this much money, how do we divide it up? That's been determined to be an unconstitutional way to fund schools. What they have to do is figure out what students need and then pay for it. So the fair school funding plan does that. There are over 25 different metrics that are utilized to determine what students need. Everything from, you know, teachers to superintendents to uh, bus drivers to uh, extracurricular activities to EMIS coordinators. For the non-education nerds out there, EMIS is the uh, state's computer system that keeps track of student data. So it includes almost everything a school district needs in order to run uh, effectively and efficiently and provide a world-class education for every student. The second thing it does is it commits an additional $1.8 billion to K-12 education over a course of six years. So that $1.8 billion would be annual additional state revenue at the end of the phase-in period over six years. So if you look at what the American Rescue Plan provides on an annualized basis, and you look at what the fair school funding plan would provide in an annualized basis, generally more money is going to be coming in annually from the fair school funding plan than will come in uh, under the American Rescue Plan. And in about 60% of school districts, uh, there is going to be more money, more additional annual money provided under the fair school funding plan than under the American Rescue Plan. And what that means is that in those communities, not only are you going to be able to maintain the investments uh, that were made with this one-time American Rescue Plan money, but you're going to be able to grow them. 
for example, in Columbus, Columbus will receive about $85 million a year under the American Rescue Plan. But once the fair school funding plan is fully implemented, it's going to be over $115 million a year. So again, they're going to be able to do every, to maintain everything they do under the American Rescue Plan and do even more for students. It's a really exciting time for Ohio education funding. And after 30 years of kind of wandering in the wilderness on this issue, we have a chance to really kickstart our investment in kids and really see a, an exciting time for all of our students and all of our communities. It is such an exciting time, but it's also sort of a nerve wracking time for people like you and I, who are so deeply invested in this fair school funding plan passing right now, it's in the hands of the Senate and I have nothing but high hopes, but there's always that question mark about what that's going to end up looking like without the fair school funding plan. Where are we left with the American rescue plan? I know we, Ohio had a big, federal rescue package back during the recession, but that was one-time money. And where did we end up with that? Well, that's the $1.8 billion question, really. Um, uh, again, the, the plan as it currently sits is in the Senate. Um, uh, the Senate probably will do something different than the fair school funding plan, which would be a big problem. If the fair school funding plan doesn't pass and the additional state revenue doesn't pass, then we're back in a situation we were during the Great Recession when the American recovery uh, plan that Obama passed did help buttress uh, education funding for a couple of years. But then once that money was gone, the state legislature didn't replace it. There was always a danger of that happening in this situation as well, which is why we have to advocate fiercely uh, for the fair school funding plan in the Senate. We have to make sure the Senate has the courage and the commitment that the Ohio House had. And it's interesting because uh, both leaders of both chambers, um, both Speaker Bob Cup and Senate President uh, Matt Huffman, come from the same community in Allen County. So it's very it's interesting that they're on seemingly different sides of this issue. But what's what I think is different uh, this time, first of all, is scope uh, and size. Uh, the American Rescue Plan is talking about four point five billion dollars over the course of about three years. That's far more than what the ARA provided back in 2009. The second thing is back in 2009 and between 2009, 2011, uh, the environment was a lot different. So, you know, 10 years ago, we're celebrating the 10th anniversary of overturning Senate Bill 5, which was the anti uh, public sector union bill that we successfully threw out with a 60% majority in the state. Back in 2011, not only were we fighting against that, uh, we were fighting against a $1.8 billion cut in education funding and the elimination of the evidence-based model of school funding, which is very similar to the fair school funding plan. And now 10 years later, we're talking about a fair school funding plan being adopted and 1.8 billion more state dollars being invested. So it's almost a complete 180, despite the fact uh, that we generally have a more conservative legislature than we had 10 years ago. So again, I think there are some really good headwinds um, that are pushing in our direction here to make sure that kids get what they need. But you know that doesn't mean that the Senate can't muck this up. And so we're working hard to make sure that they don't. And uh, we're hoping that uh, our members and anyone who cares about public education is just blowing up the phone lines uh, and into the Ohio Senate to make sure that the fair school funding plan does come out unscathed 
I mean, we have marching orders for our members and we have marching orders for people who care about public education. Yes, call your senator. Yes, write letters to your senator. We have a form on our website, ohea.org, to help you connect with your senator. But also we're asking you at the same time to be connecting with your district leaders because it's so important that you're making the decisions about how the American Rescue Plan dollars are spent as well. What's your advice for educators and community members about how to advocate for the needs of their students? Go to school board meetings, set up town halls, organize uh, town halls, coffees, whatever it takes uh, so that the discussion in the community can be about what do kids need? What have we always dreamed of our schools looking like? Because now we can actually provide the funding to ensure that every community's dream school can happen. And how exciting is that? I mean, every, every kid wants and every parent wants their kids to go to, you know, a wonderful school. And for too long, the way that Ohio has funded schools has really stunted the ability of many communities to provide those wonderful learning opportunities for their students. That doesn't mean that there haven't been wonderful learning opportunities in every district in the state. But what we want to make sure happens is that every kid in every community, regardless of zip code, regardless of background, is able to achieve their dreams. And right now we have the opportunities lying right in front of us to deliver this for every student in the state. And it's up to us to make sure that it happens. I have a, uh, one of my uh, former colleagues and a mentor of mine used to tell me, if they're getting away with it, it's your fault. And I think that's good, a good mentality to approach this with. If we don't get the fair school funding plan passed, if we don't you know, advocate for uh, the expenditure of all of these dollars to improve student, students' lives and student outcomes, uh, then we have no one to blame but ourselves. You know, it's all right there for us. And we need to just take advantage of this opportunity. It doesn't come along very often, if at all. Uh, and it's up to us to make sure that this happens. So contact your senators, uh, contact your school board, run for school board, <laughs> um, do everything you can, uh, set up town hall meetings, set up um, community meetings. Let's have a real discussion about what our kids need and deserve and let's make sure that we use these new monies uh, that are going to be available and may not be available again for a very long time to make sure that it happens for our kids and the next generation and generations after that. Uh, this is a remarkable opportunity, and it is up to us uh, to deliver for our kids. And truly, the timing couldn't be better. One of the things that critics have pointed to with the Fair School Funding Plan is that over six years, things can change. Would the American Rescue Plan money allow us to implement the actual end goal, the Fair School Funding Plan, any faster or more aggressively? Absolutely, um, because many of those 16 items are actually included uh, as funded elements in the Fair School Funding Plan. Uh, so wraparound services, for example, that's a funding line item in the uh, Fair School Funding Plan. Additional teachers, uh, additional educators, that's a Fair School Funding Plan line item. And again, the, the other thing the Fair School Funding Plan does is it would provide a school funding advisory council that would examine the plan uh, annually to make sure that it's meeting the needs of students. And if it's, if it's not, or if it needs tweaked or something, uh, the advisory council can make those uh, suggestions and then the legislature can adopt them. So again, there, there are many safeguards and guardrails on the Fair School Funding Plan to ensure that students' needs are met into the infinite horizon 
That's why we need this plan. That's why we need the Senate to do the right thing. Uh, and frankly, we need the Allen County Senate president uh, to follow the lead of the Allen County House Speaker and do what's right by kids. And um, we're just looking forward to uh, making sure these final 50 days of, of the legislative budget session end up being, you know, days that we'll talk about for generations. You were a state legislator yourself. Did you ever think we'd be here? No. <laughs> I'll be honest. No, I did not. Um, again, when I left the legislature, we just passed a new school funding plan that was going to provide, you know, roughly about the same amount of money that the fair school funding plan was going to provide, but it was going to do it over 10 years because we had a really bad recession. And within a couple of years, all that was gone. And, you know, we were in the middle of the ECOT uh, situation. And, you know, we had uh, David Brennan writing charter school law, literally. And, you know, if you had told me 10 years ago that, you know, we'd go from the state defunding education by $1.8 billion to the state investing in education by $1.8 billion, and the state going from no school funding formula to a rational one that actually calculates costs and needs of students, I would have told you we must have passed legalized uh, pot before <laughs> then because you're high. Uh, so again, I, I think that, you know, the, the change I've seen over the last decade is a real testament to not just what OEA has done, and OEA has done amazing uh, advocacy work for public education, but also the work that um, our members and folks around the state who care about public education have really turned, turned the worm here. And we are on the precipice of doing something really great for our kids, and not just now, but into the future. You know, the, the first school funding lawsuit was filed in 1991. I just graduated high school <laughs> and I am far removed from that. Um, there have been three or four generations of kids now that have gone through an unconstitutionally funded system. And we have an opportunity now to make it generations of future students going through a, a school system that they can be really proud of, regardless of where they live. And you're not going to have to go to the ballot all the time for massive levies. Um, you're going to be able to provide students what they need, uh, regardless of where they live. It's just going to be a wonderful time, but only if we're able to deliver for our kids. So it's really up to us over this next 50 odd, 50 odd days, uh, because the budget has to pass by June 30th, to really lean on our state senators, make sure they understand how important this uh, fair school funding plan is. And then lean on our communities, lean on our district leaders, lean on our school board members to make sure that the American Rescue Plan expenditures meet the needs uh, of our students uh, so that we can fund that so that the students can see immediately uh, benefit uh, from the American Rescue Plan. And then the Fair School Funding Plan can come in when the ARP is gone and fill in that uh, one-time money and grow it. Uh, it's just a Remarkable opportunity. Back in 2009, you know, we had uh, we had the federal stimulus money, but because of what the legislature did in 2011, uh, the state money didn't come back in and uh, refill the coffers. Uh, we have an opportunity to do that, and let's make sure we can deliver this for our kids. Let's get it done, Steve. Thank Absolutely. you so much for your time. Spend the money. Spend the money. All right, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, Katie. 
As we mentioned, the action alert on OEA's website makes it easy to contact your state senator to tell them to support the Fair School Funding Plan now. The link is in the show notes for this episode. And you can catch up on everything you need to know about the Fair School Funding Plan by listening to some of the earlier Education Matters episodes. Follow or subscribe to Education Matters wherever you get your podcasts for the full season so far. If you have thoughts on the podcast or what you'd like to hear on it in the future, email me at educationmatters at ohpa.org. Until next time, stay well. Stay well.